Well, howdy doody. Um, another episode of Beer, Bacon, and Bros coming at you. I've got Adam. I've got Chris. What's going on? Um, once again, another live episode from the Annex. We've got a wide variety of topics to talk about. We've got NHL updates, basketball, baseball, two new two beers as always. Um, we got a lady fighting a bear. Lady fighting a bear. Yeah. Yes. Was that California? It has to be. I'm pretty sure it was out of California. It looks California-ish. So, but wild bear over some dogs. Yeah, saving her dogs, which is wild story. Fair, I think that's fair in my opinion. Most people would. Let's be honest. Yeah, I'd I'd sacrifice my life for my dog. So, Um, but beer number one, first thing for the night. Adam's got it. Oh yeah, we got a banana bread beer out of Eagle Brewery. Evil. Eagle. Oh, eagle. eagle. Okay, like the animal. Okay. Yes, yes. Like the animal. I was about to say, man, that's a... I mean, I'm sure that's a catchy name if you go Evil Brewery, but... Product of England? Wait, what? that's from England? I see FL on there. Like Florida. Or Fluid, else says maybe? Is that what that stands for? All right. I was, I was trying to see where Eagle Brewery is actually from. Next thing you know, I was kind of looking right, around. No, it says yeah, product it of is, England. Uh, Harold. Bedford, UK. I'll look it up. Oh, okay. There you go. Bedford, UK. Yeah. All right. So, international beer. Didn't even know it. Yep. It's imported by a company in uh, Massachusetts. Well, there you go. Look at that. We learned we, something we, new. We went international. Didn't even know it. So, yeah. Again, banana bread beer. Okay. There's an Eagle Creek Brewery in uh, Statesboro, Georgia. But no, that's this is just Eagle okay. Brewery. Okay. It's five point two ABV, and then um, it kind of lists EBUs is twenty two and a half, and it kind of lists a couple other things on the on the side of the can here that I can no longer turn sideways to read due to the fact that it is open. Well, we'll empty it and then we'll turn sideways to read it. What you thinking? First thoughts. First thoughts. Oh, this is kind of like the the beer last week. We're like, oh boy. Oh no, it's like the watermelon beer from last week. Okay, you'll right. we'll have to All see. Right. Yep. No, or in the fact yeah. of in the fact of, I'm not gonna give you any reaction. Just like you didn't give no reaction. That's fair. Week. That's fair. And yeah. I'll let you sip it before I say my piece on it. It's unique. It smells banana pudding-ish. Which, yeah. You get the banana you smell. De- no, I, I think you get banana flavor, taste. You do. You do yeah. Do. You do get like a... I just smell my mic. What a moron. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, got a light banana bread taste to it. Very light. Man, I don't, I don't it's get, got a like artificial banana smelling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a, like a, um, it's like the banana, a banana like flavoring. Taffies or something. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's exactly it's what I was artificial thinking. Artificial banana flavor. But I think they... I think they did a good job of capturing banana in flavor into a beer. Yeah, I won't lie. I mean, I'm pretty that impressed was, by that. I was it's, surprisingly good. It's not like overpowering banana, like but high you, quality banana. But but if you don't like banana, I don't think you wouldn't like. No, this. you wouldn't like this. No, I'd agree. And, and you know, kind of like like um, Alex isn't a big coconut fan, but there is what was the coconut porter? Yeah. That yep. you could deal with because the coconut wasn't too overpowering. Yeah, I still, I still think this is. It's light clo- enough on the banana that it's not going to 
really hurt somebody yeah. that doesn't like banana. But yeah, I mean, at the same time, if you if you are hell bent on not liking banana, this is not something you would enjoy. Because you still do, like you're saying, get that artificial banana flavor. But I was surprised by it. I'm actually thought it was actually a pretty good beer. All in all, it's a good beer. Yeah, all in all, it's really pretty solid around. I mean, at least if nothing else, like they should get credit for delivering us banana bread beer and actually giving us banana flavor. Oh yeah, absolutely. Not like it's not like it's something I'm gonna you know reach for or want in the long term, but. Or want to drink, but for what it is, they did a very they good did a very job. good job, yeah. So they're a pretty s- small brewery, at least from a you know promotional standpoint. But because uh, they look like they have four beers on on their website at least, and uh, one of them's like a toffee pudding, the other one's a honey beer, and then they have an IPA to go along with the banana bread. So um, you know, all in all, it looks like they're you know tossing out a couple different beers. But uh, I mean, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I didn't. I didn't like when I picked it up. I didn't even realize it was from England. But yeah. So well, I didn't either. Like I said, I was just. I just thought it was an odd flavor. So I was like, all right, yeah, this is what I'm going with tonight. Yep. But um. So if you're watching our video, you're from England. Let us know if you're a big fan of this. You know, better on tap. Whatever yeah. you think. Give us your thoughts. If you want to, if you want to personally fly us out there to try it, we'll we'll drink some beers with you. <laughs> with no hesitation, we will no, come and drink beers. No hesitation at all. All right, so I, I'm 6'8". Six, eight. Six, eight. I'm six, gonna eight, go 6'2". Right um, okay. I like it. It's a good beer. Um I'm going to go 6'6". Six, six. I think you, I'm, would, I think I'm right there if in the middle you saw with you guys. This, like in a store and you didn't know what else to get? Would this be something you kind of reached for? I wouldn't. Would, I mean, I, like, I it's like a last choice. Like, if you're trying to round out a six pack and you didn't know I'm what else. I'm never really would. like one of those people that like craves banana or wants banana. Okay, fair enough. So I just never would. I mean, like, I've eaten it like in crepes or pancakes or I like a, banana, a bread. banana split or something like that. But as far as like me wanting banana in my beer personally, no. So, well, yeah, I mean, Agreed with that, but like I said, you have to enjoy banana. I think to enjoy this. Yeah, and I do, yeah, and I yeah, do yeah. really do like bananas. Like as a yeah, like I wouldn't. I would eat bananas by themselves a good bit. What What went into you guys? Like for me personally, the reason I put it in the sixes was that I felt like it's a it's a quality. Like what they're going for. Like if if I'm just going on a scale of zero to ten as far as like I'm expecting banana flavor, you need to deliver it. I think it's an eight out of that category. Overall, taste wise, I don't think it's a very good taste, and I don't think like I I know personally I'm not shooting for banana in my beer. So that's kind of what gave me the idea to put it in the sixes because I don't want to knock it as far as being a like quality wise. Like they what they shot for, I think they delivered. They would be a little bit under what I would expect. But they still delivered towards that. So, like for you guys personally, like what put it in the sixes for you? Um, kind of, I guess it wouldn't it wouldn't be something I would go to or gravitate towards right away. Um, if this was three, four beers deep into the night, and I just wanted to change it up, it'd be something I would change it up. Or if I'm trying to round out a six pack or something like that, I'm not a hundred percent sure what else I want to get. You know, like oh. I've had that before. Let me grab that off the shelf. I like, I spotted it. So, you know, something I wouldn't typically like. There's definitely beers ahead of this before I go and get. But I think, like you're saying, I think the flavor of what they're going for, they did a very good job with. But, again, 
that will have beers ahead of this that I would grab and want to want to drink before this one. Yeah, I think they did a good job of delivering the beer, like Chris said. I mean, the banana comes through. It's it's definitely there. Um, it's just nothing on my flavor profile that I would want a lot of, so that's why I ended up where, where I ended up with the 6.2. I just don't also feel like this is like a very common flavor profile that a co- like oh, you know, six this- out of ten people are going to want, right? I think this is a very specific one to two Tug- out of ten yeah. that are going to want something like this. This is a very targeted crowd. Like like I'm saying, though, you have to really enjoy banana, I think, oh, to enjoy yeah. this beer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So we're yeah. all in the same accordance with that. Uh, rounding out again, six six, six two, six, six eight. eight. So, and that was the banana bread beer from you said Eagle Brewing. Eagle Brewery out of Breadfruit, uh, United Kingdom. Yeah, awesome. So, another international beer to the list, and uh, and that's a wrap for this review. All right. So, don't, you love it. don't you love it? Don't you love it? I got uh, I got NHL on the docket, which I know you were pretty excited for. You seemed a couple of days ago. Another round round one of NHL is round, round one now recap. Concluded. Round one of NHL is done. Round two is Excite- started. Exciting round one. I think all around, other than what there was two clean sweeps. Other than that, I felt like every series went yeah, at least two five clean games. Sweeps, um, Everything else went almost five games or better. So I got the little bracket here on my phone for, for references. You know, Colorado's up in the second round, one nothing on Vegas right now. Um, what's going to carry Colorado is their goalie is just hot right now from what I'm seeing. Dude's just – he's feeling it. He's feeling good. He's playing, playing lights good. out. Yep. Yeah, so like in, in the playoffs, you can just – you can ride a hot goalie just to the end of it. Like, if the goalie's good, the team's going to be good in the playoffs. I say, did you see uh, the suspension that – was handed out in that Colorado Vegas game. Yeah, I was like, there was, was like the, two, the, hel- the um the headshot essentially coming. Yeah, in. that blind yeah. El- or the elbow. Yeah, that was um, a uh, was it two game suspension? Yeah, which is big because playoffs two games can literally make make big big difference. Oh, yeah, you could be up three zero, or you could be yeah. Or in this case, you know, Colorado could be up three zero, or they could be down one two. Yeah, so it's a big big difference in that they're gonna miss him. Um, great player, just. I mean, you can't do stuff like that, especially not in the playoffs. Well, that's Mark, also do that in the playoffs. was it um the guy that which team was it? it who played the Blues in the first round? You got um, uh, Colorado, Colorado, yeah, yeah. the Avalanche. And the Avalanche went. Was they, that the, they swept? They yeah. were swept four zero. Uh, well, then there was another guy that has like an eight game suspension. Yeah, I saw that. They're appealing that and stuff like that. Oh, no, eight. Up and, um, Commissioner already denied it. Okay. okay. So he's that's a there's an eight game suspension for a Doty hit and the yeah it was the same thing. Just was it a Colorado player or a St. Louis player? No, it was a Colorado player. Yeah, that was an Avalanche player. He Dang. basically basically <laughs> another one of those like in in football terms it'd be a targeting call. Basically just straight on just blind too much contact the to the head. Blind side dude just had no defense. Like just literally just came in and checked the dude. Do- the head. And just apparently like, he's had a history. Out. Yeah, had, he's apparently had a history of doing this in the playoffs. Yeah. What an idiot. And so he got an eight-game suspension for that. And then um, was it the Vegas guy that got the two-game suspension for the elbow? Because it wasn't Colo- – or was it Colorado's guy that got the two-game off the top of my head? I'm pretty sure it was the Vegas guy that got the two-game suspension yeah. for the elbow. But anyways, you've got Colorado's playing hot. Vegas is good. Uh, Flurry's up for the Venezia Ward. Um, I think I just butchered how you said that. 
But uh, basically, like just goalie of the year and stuff like that. So he's up for that for the first time in his career ever. Um, he's doing freaking outstanding. Um, you got Winnipeg, Montreal. What a series that was. Yeah. Well, no, they're, they haven't even started theirs yet. No, no, I'm talking about the, but Toronto and. Oh yeah, Toronto the and the Canadian Habs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Canadian Habs went in the last three of the series to go up. Unfortunately, in Game Seven because Toronto was up three to one. Blew Say unfo- unfortunate for Leafs fans again. Yeah, God, dude, the that's got Toronto striking hard. They just choking the first round. Just can't get past the first round. Apparently, dude, that sucks. <laughs> I mean, but and it's I mean, but to be up three one like that sucks. Three one, yeah, three one's a hard one to take. Um, they have they have not um Winnipeg Montreal hasn't played game one yet of round two. Um, I was watching game. Two of the Bruins Islanders Islanders and that one went into overtime. And the way the so Islanders ended up winning in overtime, but the way they won was just ridiculous. Kind of, it was unfortunate for Boston. Okay. As much as I don't like Boston, it was unfortunate for Boston. The guy went to go make a pass like at cross ice, and uh, Boston players kind of cutting from the middle to the left. Bounces off his ankle, and the Islanders guy has a free breakaway to the goal one on one with That's, with Rask and just the top shelved it over his shoulder. The Islanders <laughs> are gonna, uh, the Islanders are gonna get that because like same thing with Pittsburgh. Tristan Jari in overtime, double overtime, went to go like dump the pass out and it immediately got intercepted with the dude just standing like right there in front of him. And he just yeah, it just chipped it right back into the net and scored the game winner in double overtime. So like. Whatever reason, the Islanders just seem to be getting these lucky breaks. Yeah, like I said, it's misfortune on the other team's side. Yeah, it was like it was clearly like trying to go away, like kind of scoot in behind the Boston player, and it as he was skating away, it caught like off his back ankle, and it just I mean spilled out directly in front of the Islands Islanders player for a clean breakaway, and the defenseman couldn't get I mean couldn't chase him down, and if he did, it was going to be a penalty shot. So man, and like I said, and then he just top shelved it over. Rask is, I guess, right shoulder. And, I mean, he did all he could. I mean, the only other thing he could have done was, like, met the guy at half ice and just try to body him up top. So, I'll just, it was it was uh, the Vegas player. It was Ryan Reeves. I got the two games. Okay. I'll just look that up. But, anyways, you also got right now, we got Carolina and Toronto playing at the moment. Right now, not Toronto, Tampa Bay, excuse me. Um, Tampa with the one nothing lead. Yeah, right now, Tampa's up one nothing. They've took game one in Raleigh. And also, as we're making this right now in the game, they're up one nothing. Tampa's got a one-goal lead on Carolina in the game right now. But uh, that was a that was a fun series to watch, though, between Carolina and the Preds. Uh, was that game six it went to? Yeah, it was yeah. a 4-2 series. So the Preds were battling hard, dude. They were and battling they, hard. They, they did not want to give up on that one. That was a, It was a tough loss in OT. It was fourth, fourth straight OT for that series in game six. Yeah. And – Watching it with the roommate, of course, who's a big Preds fan. So shout out to Zach. Uh, we went to, we were watching it in the living room, and it got to be like midnight when it was going into OT, and so we went our separate ways. Well, I didn't hear any cheering from his bedroom, so <laughs> I looked the next morning, come to find out, Carolina won like three minutes into overtime. That's unfortunate. So I was like, that's tough. Yeah. yeah. You know what I've realized about hockey that like when you look at this this playoff set like and I think it's a part of hockey that happens every year there's so many ups like technical upsets right 
So like the Islanders beat the Penguins. That's a four one. Yeah. You had Boston beat the Capitals. That's a three two or three over two. Tampa beating the Florida Panthers. That's a three over two. And then Winnipeg in the bottom left. Um, beating Edmonton. Yeah. In a three two. And then the Canadian Habs beating Toronto. And that's a four one. Yeah. I mean, so you had multiple Underdogs. four over ones in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. It's Stanley Cup playoffs, it's a beast, man. It's uh <laughs> I love watching it because it's exciting, except for when the penguins choke and blow it. Um what did what, be what lead did they have? Was it like- they they were down they were tied two two and then they were down three two and then they were down four two yeah. or lost four two. I got you. Yeah. yeah. Cause when we were making the last video, the update of of playoff hockey, was it three two or were y'all tied at two two? And you were talking about I think Pittsburgh they were tied at two two. Uh, yeah, I believe I think it may have been three two because I mean it was almost like two days later we ended up losing out. Yeah, yeah, that's tough, my guy. It's tough. I, I it's a uh, it's tough to watch with the Penguins. You've got I mean the GM and the president of the hockey operations are two new guys. They literally came on board in February, um, Ron Hextel and Brian Burke. But they've got both of them have Stanley Cups and with some other team doing basically the same thing. One was in being an assistant GM, the other guy was actually a GM before he became the president. Um, so that, that's not the front office. The guy I'm going to have to blame? put the blame on is uh, Buckley. I'm going to look at his first name. I got my notes down here, so I can't mess it up. Yeah, Mike Buckley. This year was named the goaltending coach. Last year he was the goal de- goaltender development coach or whatever. And you had Matt Murray, who had the same issues – that Tristan Jari's got this year, especially like going glove side, going glove side, just beat both of them. It's like eventually it's like, okay, if you've got two good goalies and they both have like this weak same goal, issue. like weak glove side, yeah, you would fault. have to think the coach has got something to do with that. There's no way both these goalies just weak. Well, I mean, yeah, but in that, isn't glove side supposed to be like the stronger side for most goalies? I mean, it all depends on who you talk to. I mean, I mean those those things are coming I, in hot. I mean, I would agree, but I would think. I would have more surface area with the glove to put you something would, on it. I mean, it. you also just kind of think like you have a little bit more hand-eye coordination with that than with the stick and stuff like that. I guess with the stick, yeah. I mean, you can just kind of reach out and poke you get and more, well, Yeah, get more wood on it to get your paddle out there and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. know. I, I think would... it's – Jari definitely cost the Penguins this series. I'm going to straight up say that. He he just – Blowing leads. I mean, like I said earlier. Play poorly. Dumping a freaking pass into the, the Islanders in the du- double overtime for them to immediately just chip it back on. You can't yeah. can't do that stuff in the playoffs. I mean, giving up five goals in game six is ridiculous. That, I, I mean – Yeah, you can't, you can't give up – You can't Mike, give up five goals Mike in Sullivan hockey. Just, it was kind of weird. Like, you know, Jari got hot – Going into the season, he started off rough, and then you get like the playoffs towards the end of the year. It's just like he just shits the bed, takes the biggest bite of the shit sandwich. The two toughest guys on the team are freaking Crosby and Malkin, who should not be the two toughest guys on the team. And then you got like Mike Sullivan, who, you know, you got Malkin, and we had two other skaters down. And so he reworked the lines and stuff like that. And they they were rolling. I mean, they it was clicking, everybody was moving, we were scoring, we were winning. And those three guys came off the injury list, and it was like instead of like finding their fit into it, he just went back to the status quo. The old quo, ways, the old and it way. Just kind of like did work. Bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Mike Sullivan's got, I think he's got three more years on his contract. 
You got Malkin and Latang, who's got one years on their contract. People are talking about trading them right now. Um, but I mean, at the same time, though, you can't give up five goals in hockey anyway and expect to be competitive. No, no. Like I mean, even we, like we even scored had, three goals that game, but that's not going to do nothing when your goalie gives up. Yeah, he five, gave up. I think five, two, six, four, was, five, six was, goals is going to be tough to score within like a minute and a half of each other. <laughs> Good yeah. lord! So that's ridiculous. But at the same time, but like I, at the same time though, like when I see hockey, and I think goal, like I feel like that's how it's like. As soon as one goal happens, your next thing you'll see two or three get rattled off, either one way or the other. Either one team automatically goes right back down and scores, or you'll see the other team answer right back and they get either a lucky bounce or it's yeah, a yeah. You can definitely a, tell there's like a momentum shift. Yeah, all like, of a sudden it's like, where was this for the first five minutes when, of hockey? Like, that ten one minutes goal, of hockey, like rattles the goalie. Then you can almost tell they're just like, okay, they're they're literally taking every shot they got on net just because they know that goalie's rattling. They're like one of them's gonna get through. It's he's gonna, gonna he's gonna miss it. One's yeah. gonna get tipped. Something. You can tell he's not playing good. You can know and you know that he's worried about not playing good. Yeah, they're just gonna keep firing on him. Um, unfortunate the Penguins. I think there's gonna be a lot of rework coming up. They'll probably let Malkin and Latang walk after next year. Latang. As a defenseman, he's not tough enough. We didn't need to get back to like having like you know Patrick Hornquist, guys like that on the team that are like actual physical dudes, hard nosed dudes. Yeah, you got to yeah. have people big hitters on the back on their ass. Oh yeah. Um, but anyways, I digress on that. I think where we stand now at the playoff picture, I think I'm going to get Boston beating New York <laughs> in like seven games because I think New York's just going to keep getting lucky. I think Boston's the better team though. Um. Vegas is going to go out, and I think they're going to beat Colorado, even though Colorado is hot right now. But I think Vegas is going to be able to just squeak it. Um, Winnipeg, Montreal, that one's going to be – I got the Jets in that one. That one's going to be a good one. I think the Jets will pull that one off. Tampa and Carolina is going to be the one I want to watch out of all of this because I think those are two good games. They, they were basically almost like 500 with each other throughout the regular season. So, you know, they're very evenly matched up and stuff like that as long as your guys are staying healthy and they're playing like they should. Um, I feel like we were knocking the Hurricanes a little bit going into, like, our playoff prediction. Yeah. So, I mean, for our credibility, I feel like we really need Tampa to kind of win this. Yeah, yeah, we do. Because um, <laughs> we felt like Nashville was going to give them a Tampa's series. I think going to win but... it out because I've got this one little stat that I've got for you. John Cooper, who's the um, head coach of the Lightning. Yep. He um since he's become the head coach of the Lightning, Tampa Bay has played in more playoff games and has won more playoff games than any other team in the NHL during those time periods. Okay, yeah. So I mean, he's got so they got the, they got the experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, also the defending champ. So I would think that I mean, I'm kind of with you personally. I'm thinking Boston, Tampa, and. I actually think Colorado is going to be Vegas. Initially, I think I said Vegas was winning it all in the very first, you know, segment Which, of yeah, NHL. I, I can see that easily but, happening. I mean, I that's, mean, that's a fair matched up. Our spe- right there. Our NHL professional said Colorado, and he kept saying Colorado, and he talked to me today, and he was like, "Hey, remember that time I told you Colorado?" And here Colorado is. So, yeah. um, I mean, a, I don't, yeah, a clean sweep in the first round and a one nothing lead right now. So, I don't maybe know. He's right. I got. I, I'm thinking Jets. Colorado. Uh, I'm thinking the Islanders over Boston. Okay. I think like they are just gonna find this, you know, rabbit out of the hat and just keep pulling some nonsense out and win a couple games and be able to squeak by. And 
I'm going to go, like you're saying, as much as we knocked them, though, I think Carolina's going to turn it around and get it and together beat and beat Tampa. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, Tampa, Tampa's what? already up one game on them. Um, I mean, that's nothing, though. Carolina could easily turn that around. Like that's said. what I'm saying. I mean, I think, I think the weird but, thing with like the Boston and the Islanders is I feel like Boston's performing just better than Pittsburgh has been. So that's why I'm hoping they, they stick with it and just they win through. Because I, I just think the Islanders did really, did they? I think they got lucky with how badly uh, Jari was performing in the net for Pittsburgh. So I think Boston's going to win that one, but. I have no idea really what to expect out of Montreal, Winnipeg, uh, Vegas, Colorado is going to go either way, honestly. But I think Vegas is going to pull that one through. And then Tampa, I think, is just going to be unstoppable right now. Once they get to, like, the semifinals, though, it's going to start to level out. Down. Yeah, that little, the little train is going to run into some blur roadblocks. They're not just going to steamroll past everybody. Out of curiosity, and, and you're obviously the, the more in-depth NHL expert than I am, if you had to – of the remaining teams that are left in the playoffs, if you had to pick a Stanley Cup that would be like the best TV ratings, hype, kind of what the NHL front office like at headquarters is kind of hoping works out, what two teams would be in the Stanley Cup, you think? Oh, what's two teams? Like if the, if the president of the NHL got to pick the two teams that were playing in the Stanley Cup because he knows it's going to be the best TV ratings, the best fan bases, the best promotion for his league. What two of, teams of, of the, what's left? Okay, of what's left? Yeah, you would almost think it would really. Have- I think Carolina, Carolina's gonna bring a big fan base because I mean they've waited for a while. You no, know, they've got a, they have a cup within the past you know, twenty years. So it's not like too long ago. Um, twenty years is a long time if you're a fan base. <laughs> yeah, but it's with I think it was like the early two thousand. So it's almost coming up on twenty years. Okay. Um. One of the Canadian teams going through there, that's going to be a big one. I don't know how what that's going to do for fan bases, though, because, I mean, a lot of Canadian people – I don't think you can – is Canada still border still shut down due to COVID? Yeah. yeah. So so it would, you have to be an official business, here. so, yeah. Yeah. But then, that means fans. Yeah, they couldn't, travel they couldn't really well. come through, yeah. Um, Maybe TV ratings would go up with one of them being in there. But I think having, like – Colorado or Vegas, of course, out of that side. Colorado would be a good one. If you had Colorado and then like Tampa or Carolina, I think would bring, especially with Tampa being the Tampa going on the back, trying to go for back to back. Yeah. That's going to carry a lot of clout with that. Um, Hell, New York and Boston's going to travel well too. I mean, those people are rowdy about their sports. Oh, yeah. And they love hockey. Love hockey. They love hockey. Um, Yeah. I think Colorado would be the best shot. Uh, it'd be cool to see Vegas win it as an expansion team still, you know? Yeah. Because um, has it has Vegas won one yet or no? No. They just, no, but they I mean, the first the year in existence, they went to the finals. Okay. Um, 2006 Stanley Cup was when the, the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes beat the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Okay. Say, I remember it being like. So uh, that's not even. Full time. Yeah, not even. Not even 20 years ago. Yeah. But um, just the, the Hurricane fans are, they're hurting for another one. Or just to actually just you know have a great year. I mean they've they've gotten to the playoffs and they, I mean they're it's kind of they've been going uphill since they were a few years ago. I w- um, I was personally thinking maybe like Vegas and Boston. Like I feel like those are probably two pretty strong fan bases. I know Boston's won a championship in the last ten years or whatever. But, yeah. Um. You know. But Vegas, then you have Vegas they, being a new team. There was a lot of a lot, lot of hype. Ju- yeah. A lot yeah. of hype behind them. Oh, yeah. A lot of that. people kind of jumped on that fan base. So like I'm. If just, they made it to the finals again. That would be a great storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Just, 
It goes with to show the, the expansion team, and you know you've got the Kraken that are about to come in. Oh, I'm, I'm about to be gives, the fan of the Kraken, and by it the just way. Saying it on video, that's like going to be my I mean, NHL team. If you think about it, the NHL does expansion teams right. You they have, really do. You they have really to do. expose. You can only protect eight players or ten players if you do, like, eight skaters and two goalies. Or you can do, like, certain defensemen, certain skaters, and a goalie if you do it the other way. So, like, you're going to have to give up somebody that's possibly on the second or third line for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what Vegas did. They went through and just got a bunch of the guys in the middle, second and third lines, second and third lines, and, and they built, got Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, was, Pittsburgh fucked that up. Yeah, I'm sorry, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh should have protected both goalies. Oh, they should have just protected. I mean, but on Vegas, if you well, put your Pittsburgh shoes, hindsight. I mean, yeah, you hindsight. You should have young twenty year old versus the guy who's on the towards the end of his career. I get it. I yeah. get it. But you <laughs> look where you're at. Hindsight. Now. Yeah, they're, they're like, <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, but I mean, it shows that if you just get a bunch of guys that are good middle of the road players and you get them, they work together. You can you can create a good team. You're gonna create a good team because you're gonna have talent all the way across the board. You're not just gonna have like two superstars that are carrying a bunch of other mediocre players. (laughs) Lakers. (laughs) But yeah, um, Vegas Vegas getting to the finals that'd be a good one. Um, I think Colorado and then like. Colorado Tampa Bay would be cool because I mean if like Colorado upsets the team going for back to back that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Or Vegas okay. if Vegas the expansion team upsets Tampa Bay. Yeah. I mean that's where I kind of think we're probably going to end up is whoever comes out of this top top left corner Colorado or Vegas is going to end up facing either in my opinion either Boston or Tampa. Yeah. But I mean we'll see. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm certainly no NHL expert by any means. I say none of us really are either. I'm Alex not an expert, but I'm more, more well-informed <laughs> yeah. than the rest this of the guy. He did his research this time. He put it on his phone. We he made sure that we didn't screw up and say anything wrong. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. But um, any other last thoughts for the NHL playoffs for this week? I'm good. Yeah? I'm all good. Right. Yeah. So, well, that is it. And uh, if I can find where our clicker went. All right. Stash cut that off. So uh, I guess next next thing we got on the on our list of subjects. We got some funny things that have happened in the MLB, but I got I got funny and historical things that have happened in the MLB. Okay. So um hit us with it. All right. Well, this is gonna be the greatest trivia question that there's absolutely zero chance you two knew. All right. Okay. So Jacob deGrom, who has been hurt a little bit, but also has pitched really well, clearly the number one pitcher in the MLB. Garrett Cole's having a great year. Jack Flaherty's having a great year. Blah, 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 blah. DeGrom's still the dominant guy. I mean, this yes. dude's just striking out an insane amount. I mean, when you he, throw, what, 102 from the right? He threw 10 pitches over 100 miles an hour as a starter this week in his last start, which is just insane. So, yeah, um, that's all right, Speed. Yeah. It's all right. So, DeGrom just broke MLB hit, or not really broke MLB history, but he's done something that hasn't happened since 1964. So, DeGrom is going into the month of June, right? We've had two full months of pitching, and he qualifies with the amount of innings that he's thrown. He's going into the month of June with an ERA of 0.71, right? The MLB, yep. MLB all-time record for a season is 1.12, which he's going to have a, a legitimate shot at. Man, the, you about to ask can, us who the pitcher was? That the can you name the pitcher from 1964 that had a ERA below that? Or can you name his ERA that he had? Had I'll, below I'll, a point seven one. He had it below a point seven one. If you can name the ERA, I'll give you credit for it. Or if you can name go, the pitcher, go, 
He is from in, the Philadelphia Phillies in 1964. Going into he went into the month of June with blank ERA that is below .71. I'm going to go. I think it's going to be something ridiculously low, like not like oh it's .68, but like point. I'm going to say it was like .69. Ooh, close. Close. Is it catfish hunter? No, it's not catfish. <laughs> oh, good no, guess see, though. I mean, that's that's a fair, fair guess. He's a little bit older, but yeah, that's no, a fair guess. guess. Okay, so <laughs> if that's close, then that that kind of threw mine out. Catfish hunter's probably not. He's probably ten years off, but yeah. Um, point six one. In between, point six four. Okay, point it was kind of funny because it's nineteen sixty four, and he had point six four. See, so the I whole th- year. That was no, what he had going into June. That's so. That's why the year with a one point one. No, I don't know. That's a different guy. But his name was Chris Short. So the Philadelphia Phillies in nineteen sixty four. See, I, I thought you. Yeah, I thought it was going to be something wild, like a point five something. I, I yeah, thought it was going to be. Been, I mean, that would have been, been. That would have been pretty wild. Like who's just Shatler just throwing straight gas? Like point zero zero five. He gave up well, no, one no, earned no. run in like a yeah. hundred innings. Well, not only that, but no, <laughs> the way the way you make like prefacing it, I thought it wasn't going to be as close of like a point six. I I didn't think it was going to be that close. I thought it was going to be closer to the like a full tenth lower than a point seven one. Yeah. No. I mean, it's. It's pretty close, but I mean that's still, that's still wild to have a point six four ERA going. Yeah, catfish hunter was nowhere. You were in the, the right decade. No, you're right. He played baseball from 1965 to 1979, so okay. he came in the year after. That's okay. pretty good. That's pretty good. Who, which one of you said catfish hunter? Was he? Easy? I did. It was him. Yeah, pretty good guess. So that was the only pitcher I could think yeah. of, like yeah. off the top of my head, that would possibly have some weird, crazy stat that we didn't know about. It was. Yeah. Say, I don't even know. Where Wally, I don't even remember Wally, Wally fingers. fingers where he where he pitched or what decade he pitched in. I don't know. You are there were some freaking names back then, dude. What? Yeah. Names. But I also Cat think Hunter. But wasn't Wally, Wally fingers? Fing- wasn't he a closer? Yes, he had the mustache that everybody yeah. loved. So, um, let's see. He played. He was born in ninety. He was born in forty six. He played from '68 to '76 for Oakland. Okay, so, so he played from so he '60. He played from '68 to '85. Yeah, yeah, so still a little bit older. A little bit older. A little bit older. Well, I guess technically a little bit younger. Yeah. Yes. Little, yeah. He's technically a little younger. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, another really cool thing, and one of you pull up the video because I, I want Stash to make sure we put the video in the YouTube video like we did last week. Uh. With the, uh, the whole interview of Rob Refschneider running into the wall. This is, I, I guess, it's not. I got the like Facebook thing. The video, I sent the video right after oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I sent the video right after it because Oakland, Oakland did the right thing by disrespecting him, but not fully disrespecting him. So, do you, do you want the audio again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Play the audio. Yeah, yeah. Have y'all, y'all seen the video? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, the, He's going to play the audio, and I'll kind of walk you through it, and I'm sure our editor can put the video into this video. Yeah, because this is pretty sweet. That's hit well, way back center field. Oh, and wow. Out of here. Wow, Ref Snyder ran into yeah. the wall, thought he had a play. Center fielder Ref Snyder turned off, turned around and running to the scoreboard at full speed when he hit the wall. <laughs> he is... I mean, he, he just rubber bands right off. Of he absolutely bodies the wall. And he, like, immediately stands up with his glove in the other hand and just starts, like, walking towards the infield. 
I mean, he, like, all right, he, I need a breather. Yeah, he plays it off right. I mean, I think it's – I think he Well, I mean, how, what, can, what else are so. you supposed to do at that point? Um, you look at your teammates, like, throw your hands up, like, what the hell, my guy? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you got room, you got room, you got room. Hit the wall. I mean, you know, every team's probably going to be different, but I know a lot of teams that do grow up learning to, like, you yell out warning when that dude gets to the warning track. But that's also the whole reason the warning track exists because when you go from luscious grass to that gravel – you're supposed Your spikes to. are going to make a different noise. You're well, not only that, it's going to have a different feel to it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you got what? Feel, you're going to know two and a like, half steps essentially. Yeah, and most yeah. most you know guys that are playing center field professional league, they they know what their stride is. Like, okay, when I hit that gravel, I've got like whatever a stride and a half yeah. or so before I'm and in I the think wall. Really, Rubs Knight right here. He just he got so locked in looking up at the ball, and he just was zoned in on that and just kept going. Oh yeah, yeah. kind of lost lost track oh, of the way ball, he was. That, that wall sent him back. Was like, just get off of me! Like he yeah. hardcore bounced off. And of then well, the amazing photo from what, the day Baltimore, after? yeah, that puts the damn Baltimore <laughs> takes athletic tape, white athletic tape, and draws like the crime scene layout of him running into the wall. Yeah, yeah. Which, so which we hopefully can get that picture up in the video. If yeah, you got to look this up. I, we'll get it up. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty. I mean. What a little dig! I mean, they did it. Res- it's like, funny. They didn't. Do- they. What did they say on the Twitter? It was like Mount Castle hits a, a home run way out of here or something like that. Yeah. They, yeah. they provide the video, clearly dogging him, but not actually like saying yeah, Mount Castle there. clears the warning track. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah he he cleared the warning track. All right, so uh, hey, the Orioles still end up losing that game. So I mean, yeah, they can make fun of the guy, but I also personally enjoy it because. They're, Aren't they like on fourteen straight losses now or something like that? Oh, the Orioles or yeah. probably. I, I, I have no probably. idea. I enjoy it because of the guy. Do you guys like? Do you guys remember who Rob Refschneider is? No. No. Okay. So uh, supposed to? Yes. Actually, as a South Carolina fan, you probably should remember who this guy is. Twenty twelve national championship game, national championship series against Arizona. Mm-hmm. He was the star player that was. I thought it was that Hawaiian dude that played like White Whitefield. That's. That's who that is. This is this is that kid. Yeah, yeah. That's who that kid is, and uh, or he's not Hawaiian. I think he's just Asian. But he was also. Well, I mean, I guess from that <laughs> from the picture, I yeah, can't from really, face planting into, really into the into the wall, you can't really tell. Yeah, the Orioles are on a fourteen game losing streak. Oh, well, cool. That's the Orioles. All right, so that yeah, so I mean, either way, this is the kid that played Whitefield for Arizona that yeah. raked us. Yeah, and then he had those kind of negative comments towards South Carolina and and the people from South Carolina. Do you remember that? I mean, vaguely. How are you going to talk yeah. crap about a team that was in the third straight year? No, 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 no. He's not talking crap about the team. He was talking crap about the people from South Carolina, saying how you know how they treated him and and you know pretty much dropped the R word and all that stuff. So. Um, anyways, it was the R word. What I think he's uh, the the with the yeah, yeah, with well, the ending with the R. No, 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 no. Well, yes, kind of. Yeah, in the same connotation. We'll we'll cover it off here. But uh, anyways, he had some, the special needs word. No, 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 no. You look it up if if you're watching the video, you want to know really where I'm going. Right now, but sorry. So yeah. I guess it's a good thing I don't know. Yeah. You know, all these inflammatory nicknames you can throw at people. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> he um called him a Razorback. Kind of. <laughs> Anyways, he had Arkansas, some, not Arizona. He idiot. had some he had some negative comments about South Carolina, and then just the way the fans kind of interacted. The with him. people from South, yes, the way the fans interacted with him, and he had he has a negative connotation towards the people of South Carolina and as how a they, state as a whole. Yeah, and how they treat people they and everything. So, uh, well, I wonder how it much was, truth there is all this because there's like that a few years ago when the Clemson baseball player said that he got beer poured on. Why was it the Carolina dugout? 
Yeah. And it's like, okay, A, Carolina didn't even sell beer at the games during that time period, and the dugouts were closed off, or it was almost – it's impossible for somebody to pour water down these guys' back. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Players sometimes may say stuff like, I'm not saying he's a liar. I just wouldn't say, like, the what's the context here? Like, I, I'm going to look this up more because, like, I want to know how much truth there actually is because, I mean, you hear about it every time somebody comes out and be like – But you always have people heckling from the stands, yeah. especially yeah. when you're in the outfield. You yeah. have the, out, the, the wall hecklers. And – and as someone from South Carolina, his comments that he made certainly could be true. Like I've met plenty of people that are, you know, like that. Ignorant. But it, but it happens yes. every it happens everywhere across the U.S. Let's yeah. be clear about that. And then, um, but what was so funny about it is that, like, he made all these negative negative comments about South Carolina and its people and blah blah blah. He gets drafted by the Charleston River Dogs and the Yankees. <laughs> so yeah, he had to come, come play. He had to come play come minor play league baseball Carolina, in yeah. Charleston, South Carolina. So, um, but a lot. Last thing kind of for, calmly is that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So the last I thing mean, for the, the, before we before we move on, I said the only, the only place you really get uh actually accosted by fans and beat up by fans is I'm gonna say uh Philadelphia. Uh, it's, no, it's Madison Square Garden right now. <laughs> yeah, we'll save I that mean, for NBA. Talk. Yeah, we'll save that. Well, that's what we're. Well, we'll get to that in just a second. The only last thing that I had, I thought this was a really cool story we wanted to bring up while we're talking MLB stuff. Uh, Kevin Pillar, who um is an outfielder in the MLB. He's been on a couple of different teams. He's you know been on Boston. He's been on the Mets. He's been on uh, Toronto as of many. Hit in the face with a, was a 95, 96 mile an hour fastball. I mean, hit directly in the face. So he broke, made, like, eye contact right in the orbital bone. Broke his right nose. Yeah. And uh, and ruptured blood vessels all black and blue. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, left the, and right. the dude Two had to legitimately have ago. facial surgery, like facial reconstructive surgery. Like he yeah, had to his have. His skull broke. Yeah. And uh, and he said he was like, "Look, I'm, I'm coming back in two weeks." People were like, "Dude, you're out of your freaking mind." Sure as crap, played he started last night. <laughs> yeah, played uh, last night or two nights ago, and it was exactly like two weeks to the day that this man he had, is freaking. What do you have? Like he had like a clear mask he had that on. Clear nose guard on to help with the broken nose yeah. like that. He apparently, yeah. I think they. When you break like your orbital bone, it's usually common practice. They'll go in and put plates and stuff like that, yeah. there and like or like the mesh at least. Well, the, so that the, stuff was in there, but like. That still cannot feel good, like running, like you do in baseball. Well, no, it, what I thought was even better, better than that, because it was against, it was against the Braves, if I'm if I remember right. It was the Braves pitcher that hit him, felt terrible about it. Like one got away from him, hit you know was definitely high and inside, got away from him. The next day, Kevin Pillar was the one that walked out the um the lineups to, um starting or the start out the game. He walked he walked out the starting After his line. injury? Yeah. The next day, he walked out the Mets starting lineup. Yeah, I mean that's pretty, pretty freaking awesome. So just wanted to give credit to that because I know we're about to talk about the NBA in a second, well, and we're gonna dog LeBron James. We're well, gonna dog say, some wait, of the other guys. I would say, what was it? I think those guys get carried off for cramps, man. Well, no, I, saw, I know this was like the what two days at again. I could be, I could be wrong in my. Oh no, it, it was, it was within the same like three-day period yeah. of LeBron's well, little like, yes. like injuries he was faking and stuff. Well, so either way, there was a tweet that came out about Pilar and then, like, Carson Wentz when he tore his AC, you know, and it said time spent on the ground. Um, Pilar was, like, 24 seconds. Yeah. Um, oh, who did I just – like, Wentz, Carson when, Wentz yeah, yeah, when he tore – it was, like – He 40, got on, like, walked off. It was, like, 40 seconds. Yeah. LeBron fake got poked in the eye, was down for a minute and a half. Yeah. 
I mean, I've seen a Brian, uh, the Boston Bruins player go drop down to like a knee to block a shot with his lower leg. Blake his leg. He broke his tibia. And still skated. stood up and skated. And it's like, I don't know. It's just some, you can't argue with me sometimes about these players flopping. Because I've seen guys really bro- skate with a broken leg. Like, this drama, Queens. <laughs> it is. It is. So, I pulled up the article so that you guys can, yeah, can see that. Matter, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. If you're that curious about what I'm talking about, look it up. Uh, all you got to do is basically just He tweeted Google. he'd never live in South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can look it up and, and see what I'm talking about. But, uh, but yeah, so that was some pretty cool stuff going on in the MLB. I thought we might would cover the Ozuna stuff, but there's not enough information. Like, from a Brave standpoint, yeah. obviously, we want Ozuna's contract voided because he's probably not going to get to play baseball for the rest of the year or for a little while at least. I would, I would, yeah. Uh, I would like to see more info, more details about what, yeah, what's bef- coming Yeah, before out. we cover that, I'd like to see kind of what Atlanta's options are for, for the future. So um doesn't sound like they're going to be able to avoid it, but I don't want to say that without uh, – you know, incorrect. without being correct. So uh, that's all the MLB talk for this week. But obviously, if you got something you want us to cover, you know, make sure you comment on the video. Uh, let us know. Reach out to us, and uh, we'll make sure that we cover it. But some funny and cool historical things for the MLB uh, this week. So, and then I guess carrying on into yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk off air about the rest and everything. But. but I would say carrying on into, I guess, kind of what NBA talk. Yes, yeah, so rolling, uh, ro- rolling Roland. fresh out of the Kevin Pillar into the NBA. You know, not necessarily calling them wusses, but like you said, getting carried off for hamstrings. Uh, but I mean, if, if you know, you know. But uh, there, there's been, I think, on more than one occasion where you've seen. NBA stars. They be, sell it. They sell it. They sell it. Yes. They very much. Absolutely. And more, you know, I would, more I times would. than often than whether it's a slight bump or, you know, if it's just a, a, a light. I mean, granted, on the TV, it looks a lot less severe than what it may actually be. Like what looks like a light shove to us on TV may be a little bit harder in real life, but then the way they react definitely does not deserve I mean, there's been plenty of times I've seen where, like, a guy gets the ball and he kind of, like, turns like this, and my right elbow clearly missed you. But, but you'll see a full head. back and flop, and you don't realize it until they show the slow-mo, and you're like, he never even made contact. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he gets getting the foul called on him, and he gets the, possibly a flagrant, depending on what the ref saw. And it's just, yeah, I mean, so- we, we talked about it. You and I talked about it the other day. Um, LeBron James was literally down on the ground longer for – flopping letting like he acted like 170 pound chris paul at 170 yeah he's 170 pounds it, is he it, that is he that heavy yeah that's was what that they, with a book in each pocket i guess that's what they with had some lead shoes on <laughs> that's what they know had chris paul sitting 178 pounds yeah so i mean that's where they're that's what they're like one it's gotta be all muscle i would have said like 160 he is he is six one but okay kill, it spreads, me, spreads his body a lot what kill me about that is like after that happens you know, LeBron falls down. One of the Lakers players comes over and their, like, little shoving match starts. Yeah. And LeBron actually, like, gets up and, like, limps over to where the fight is and then and lays then on lays the out. ground there. And it's like, okay, dude, like. Yeah. Hey, it's just a bad hey, look. It's show bad me look. attention. Yeah, it's a bad look. It's just so. I don't get it. Good, I can't stand it. Good night. Anyways. um, So, yeah, that was a perfect segment roll in. But 
uh, NBA playoffs going on right now. Uh, we haven't covered it much over the last two weeks, so we probably should cover it. Obviously, we had a great – I'm not going all the way back, but I am going to give credit where credit's due. The great game between the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors with LeBron hitting a game-winning three. This is – LeBron can fight it all he wants about the play-in games. So many – I mean, obviously, you have to be a little bit of an NBA fan to want to watch that game, but I think every person that's an NBA fan was watching that game. Oh, yeah. So absolutely. TV revenue wise, I mean, LeBron, I'm sorry. It's going to happen. <laughs> They're going to have the play of games. That they, was, yeah. That's what, but you needed this kind of what should have been well, a one seed almost needed to have this play in game. So that way, coming in the coming years, you'll have, you know, they'll have that same kind of maybe hype behind it. Well, LeBron, if, LeBron was a fan of the playoff game until he was possibly on the losing he side. He was in of. it, yeah. I mean, he was very vocal about how he thought it was a great thing for the sport, great thing for the league. Yeah, because he that. thought he was going to finish like a one-two seed in the West. And the next thing you know, he's fighting for a seven seed. Yeah. Well, I, and what or I what a six what what is it? What was the playing game uh, for? They were yeah, they were fighting for the eight seed. Yeah, it was the seventh or eighth, depending on who won. Yeah, because yeah. um, yeah, they, they were fighting for the seventh seed. You're right. Sorry, they were fighting for the seventh seed. But I mean, either either way, here's the biggest thing, right? I think I think they actually put the play-in games in there to kind of combat the uh, rest nights. You know, they're they're giving some of the players the off nights, the yeah. um, fatigue nights, whatever you want to call it. I can't remember what the exact term is that everybody's calling. I mean, it, but, yeah, either way, rest days or days where you want to you know, sit your superstars. Yeah, and so you know, if you if you play around. I mean, the Lakers have had so many injuries. That's where they. That's why they're at where they're at. But if you play around, you mess around. You you know, giving all these people days off, and you're not caring about your record. You're just trying to get into the playoffs, like some teams do. I hate to say it, you go end up in a playing game. You got a chance to lose, and of course they won. I mean, they're you know they're here in this series with the Suns. But um, I'm actually watching the update as it is. So yeah, the Nets are you know up six on Boston. They're already up three one in the series. I mean. You got to feel like, and I, not the NBA expert, but just personally, you got to feel like the freaking Nets, even though they're the two seed in the East. I mean, they that got is a, so much firepower. That's a lot of talent on that team. Yeah. That's a lot of talent on that team coming out of the East. And don't get me wrong, they're getting older now, blah, 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 blah. I mean, still, they're, they're, that is, you have one of the, probably two of the best ball handlers to ever play the game on that team. One of the most, if not the most, efficient scorer to of ever play. all time. Yeah, yeah. To ever play I mean, the game. How many other players have been to like multiple All Star games? Man? Oh, I mean, all those three superstars. I mean, well, they got four with Blake. They, Griffin, I mean, too. Blake Griffin was it? Yeah, yeah, he's he's not what saying, he he's like, not what he used to be, but I mean, he, good he's Lord. still what an NBA dunk champion too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, yeah, they just they're it's just not prime Blake Griffin, but it's still freaking. Yeah, yeah like, and I mean he can. can we'll just sleep on him. He can score. Like he's obviously he's probably arguably not even really like the third scorer on the. No, team, he's the fourth best. But, fourth best player on that team, behind Kyrie, James Harden, and KD. Yeah, I mean even even then, I mean they have well, like, even Joe Harris is maybe even might I, be a better scorer than. That's Blake what I was gonna say. I mean Jeff Green too. I mean the the older Jeff Green, you know, the veteran of the team. But I mean, dude, the, you got Joe Harris. You got DeAndre, uh, uh, DeAndre Jordan. I mean, you got freaking so many people on this team. You can't even count. I mean, oh, yeah, three, I guess all star, not even at all the end star of the caliber there. I would like to know between yeah between like Andre, um, not Andre, Drummond, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, KD, 
James Harden, Kyrie. How many All Star appearances do they have combined of just those five guys? I'll take a look at it in just a second. But you want to put any number behind it? You want to take it a guess? All five players, fifty. Ten apiece. Ten apiece seems kind of high. I don't know. Kyrie's probably got twelve. KD's probably got how long's he been in the league? KD KD left college in two thousand seven. Say thirty nine. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I was going to say thirty two. So 30, uh, 32, 39. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say it's up there. Yeah, I'm going right, to say it's right. up there. Because, I, right. I mean, well, Blake Griffin, I think DeAndre Jordan's the only one that probably doesn't have double digits. But I think the three superstars of that team, all three probably have double digits, more than 10. And so then you could look at Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan probably having six apiece, I would think. And then I don't know about Jeff Green or Joe Harris. But oh yeah, but those I guess those don't matter. All right, so hold on. Are we just counting the five? Yeah, yeah, just, just count the five. Okay. I would think no, fifty's a little high. Fifty is a little high. I'm gonna go forty two. Fifty is a little high. All right, so what was the what was the official numbers? 42. You wanted forty two, I said thirty two, and you're going I said thirty nine. Thirty nine. Okay. So I mean, uh, that's it's a lot of all star talent appearances on that team. Yeah, I will. Yeah, a good bit of superstars on that. But then, who's the uh, the one? Is it the Sixers out of the East? Yeah, the Sixers is the one seed out of the East. And then, where did uh, Milwaukee finish up with three? Uh, yes, I believe okay. so because they're beating the dog. But they probably have already finished off Miami at this oh, point. Oh yeah, yeah, no, they swept Miami. So. That was a, that was a cl- clean sweep in Miami. You're not off to a hot start. DeAndre Jordan only had one All-Star appearance. Hey, really? Yeah, 2016. I definitely would have figured he had more than that. Uh, rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. What you got, though? It's Hold on. That can't be right. All right, that might be right. Let me look at – I'll look at Kevin Durant. This dude's been an All-Star like 17 times. Rookie of the Year, two uh, All-Star MVPs, an MVP, uh, two Finals MVPs. All right, six-time All-Star for Durant. Okay. Six times? Yeah, Blake Griffin is three-time. Right, ten total right now. Yeah. So wow. six, three. And one. And one. I mean, that's pretty – I mean, that's probably fair, though. All right, then what about Kyrie and Harden? Because this is a lot, a lot lower than I thought. Well, I mean, not. I mean, there's only what 13 guys that make each All Star team out of the whole out of each well, side. Yeah, but I feel like KD's probably been an All Star what the past six years. All right, so six for Harden, Jesus. All right, so what the 16? And then. He's only been okay. That's not right because he's got a twenty. He's got a twenty fourteen. All right, I got to relook at this. He's got a twenty fourteen All Star MVP, but it's only saying one there. Who for Kyrie? For Ky- yeah, Kyrie. So I'll relook at this in just a second. But but still, um, this is a lot lower than what I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, I, I don't think I, I don't think it's going to be as much because what you're what you're not accounting for is that I think you know we think of these players as All Stars like every single year, but really there's only 
if I'm remembering right, there's either 13 or 15. I think it's 15. Uh, you know, all-star players, all-star players from East West, right? So I mean, you really only get 30 the 30 best that year. There could be injuries. There could be all kinds of things. Yeah, this, this right here says. Kevin Durant's an eleven-time All Star. Okay. James Harden's a nine-time All Star. Okay, that's that's twenty. Kyrie Irving's a seven-time All Star. Okay. And then Blake Griffin's a six-time All Star. So there's thirty-three by itself, and then okay. DeAndre Jordan's one with thirty-four. I mean, yeah, you were close with thirty-two. Well, All- DeAndre has DeAndre only been the one. Yeah, I think in twenty-sixteen. Then with uh, Aldridge alone, has got seven. Oh. I forgot Lamarcus Aldridge was on the team, then quit. Yeah, he's got he so, seven. So, there's forty-one. He's he's not even on the team anymore. Though. Yeah, he just literally walked away. All star appearances. Yeah, for this team, that's why they they had crazy amounts of talent this year. Yeah, yeah, crazy so, amounts of talent. Uh, they're up eleven at the end of the third, so you can pretty much count that in the books. I think Brooklyn's going to go ahead and finish that off. But um, Nuggets and Trailblazers also playing tonight, two-two, uh, which is you know a pretty yeah, good the series. Okay, so that was right on ESPN. I just didn't see it right as as we were reading across it, but so the series I've been pleased with, and the sh- kind of shocked with too though, is the Dallas Clippers series. A being a fan of Dallas, but B the fact that we were able to take both games in LA. Like we took we took both games to go up two zero on the Clippers in yeah. LA, but now we have dropped. Both games at home. Yeah, yeah. And Don't so, you just hate it? <laughs> for real, like we. <laughs> and I mean, so like I saw recently, uh, even today or either it was yesterday. I think it was today. Like the visible frustration on Luca's face, like on the bench in the, you know, in game four, of and so, I think they play tomorrow night's game five, and I don't know. I know I'll probably at least catch part of it. Is my plan. Do you like as a Dallas fan? Do you fully believe that you guys are going to beat the Clippers? The way, the way, from what I saw and the way we were playing defense on them the other night when I was watching Game Three, I, I think we have a valid chance, like a solid chance. But if, if Luke was the only one scoring that night and nobody else is going off, quote unquote, then no. KP should be helping y'all so much more than he is. KP has dropped off drastically, I think, from what he was when he was a Nick. To but what the he dude's is only like 25 years – he's not even 25 years old. I mean, the dude's like – He's <laughs> – I don't know if it's the injury that he's coming off of and he's just been – but he's diff, He's not quite the same player he was prior to his injury. Yeah, I mean – I mean, he's helping us out a good bit. I mean, he'll have his nights where he'll score 30. But then he has his nights where he scores like 12 and – you know, in 40 minutes. You yeah, know? and he probably shoots, you know, four of 14 or whatever. Yeah, and but. So, and so he's got his ups and downs, definitely. I think Luka's definitely the foundation of this team, 110%. Oh, certainly. I mean, KP's going to be around, but. And I, but I'm, I've been very pleased with how um, Tim Hardaway Jr.'s played. Yeah. I think he's played phenomenal. So, and I, especially from the three-point range, I think he shot, has shot the ball very well throughout this year and especially throughout the playoffs. So if we can get KP, Hardaway, um, somebody other than, you know, having to rely on Luca to put up a triple-double a game yeah. to survive, then I think we have a valid chance of, I, of I beating mean, the Clippers. Would you like – But this is also – and 
this is the highest rank Dallas has been in the playoffs since us winning the championship in 2011. Yeah, yeah. Those were the glory days when when you know, my team was playing your team for a freaking NBA championship. Yeah, loved yeah. it. My team got swept in the first round. Sure. Congratulations, Miami Heat, getting freaking blown out the building. What so, even close in that series? It was at no point. Like, not only were the games not even close, at no point was that series ever even a competition as a three versus six. No, I mean, just absolutely sad. Like game, like I remember watching game two with Christian, who's a big Bucks fan. Bucks blew him out by forty, beat yeah. him by forty or something like that. They beat him by twenty the following game. I mean, like nothing, nothing about that series was competitive for Miami. And I feel like Miami a little bit had even given up. I mean, when when you when you it, Miami did the sad thing of putting all the chips in on getting Victor Oladipo, you know, around the trade, and was like, all right, you know, this is going to be our guy that's finally going to help Jimmy Butler in the help, playoffs. Help Bam. You know, help Bam. You got Gordon Dragic. I mean, you got some people that are going to be able to assist. And then Victor Oladipo goes down for the season, right? Yeah. I mean, you put your chips in on a guy that ends up getting hurt. So put, I get that. But put all your eggs in one basket. I mean, all in all, like the Wizards were able to grab a game. They're going to end up losing to the 76ers. Knicks and Hawks, while it's a 3-1 series, has also been really, really kind of great. I mean, you kind of you made a joke about what was going on inside Madison Square Garden. But, I mean, it has actually been a pretty great series to see. Like, I really hope that the Hawks, you know, don't win this next game so that they get to go back for one more game in New York and kind of have the fan base and the whole nine thing. Yeah. It's good for the NBA. Uh, but Trey, Trey being the bad boy of Madison Square Garden right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, it'd be pretty sweet. And, I mean, the Celtics are not going to survive tonight probably as this gets ready to go into the fourth quarter. They're down 10 against the Nets. I mean, their season's going to be over. Uh, Jazz and Grizzlies have not really been a competitive series. You got the Clippers, Mavs, the Denver – I mean, Denver and you know Portland have been a pretty good series. I mean, oh, the Lakers playing who? The Suns, right? The Lakers are playing the Suns as the two versus seven, and the Suns. It, this is kind of the the hot topic of of the whole NBA, or this is what I was thinking was going to be our main focus of the NBA because the Suns are kind of like the team of the future of the NBA. Like, I think people really want to like root for the Pelicans because of Zion and ball and Ingram and stuff like that. But like, they're not like that, that core group, even though Zion's this big flash show. And I mean, he shot like, I didn't even realize it. He shot 70% from the field this year or close to 70% from the field this year. That is absurd. Also like, 95% 95% of his points came within like 15 feet of the bucket too. I that mean, I'm this not dude surprised was working down low. I'm not mean, surprised by that at all. So pretty, pretty do you, cool. Do you think he's put on uh, more weight since entering the NBA? I don't know that like he healthy weight. I'm not just yeah. Talking. Yeah. I would, I would say, yeah. I mean, when you look at him, I don't know if his weight number is essentially up, but he is a lot healthier. He's still super stout. I mean, people want to knock him off. Your knees are not going to survive 275 pounds, blah, 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 blah. He's gonna look good for at least five years. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a freaking. He's oh a, man, he's a god among men out there, just running around with his, his physical stature. Yeah, it's unreal. I mean, still, but I still think the human cheat code of the NBA is still Giannis, without a doubt. The hum, yeah. he is a human yeah. cheat code right now. I mean, yeah, the just Wait, the, expect, well, in the in the in the play of the paint, he is a human cheat code. Well, it's his just last name, Antetokounmpo. Okay. That's probably the closest you can get. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. I, I can't do better than that. 
though. Uh, I mean, just that's the Greek a, freak. Yeah, just the yeah. Greek freak. But yeah, I mean, with you know the six eleven seven foot size, the seven three wingspan. I mean, the agility the, had the yeah the, the athleticism. Yeah, the athleticism. If that guy ever learns to shoot beyond fifteen feet, I mean, he'd be deadly. Deadly. He'd be unstoppable. Like we talk about Kevin Durant being the most efficient scorer of all time. Giannis, if Giannis could shoot beyond fifteen feet, he'd be unstoppable. I mean, the dude, the, because you then you'd have to actually yeah, respect. But I mean, that I would you actually try to guard that dude if you try to pull it. Because you that actually means, have to respect it at that point. That, that's what I'm saying. That would be like the same thing. Like if Joke had the same play as Giannis does down low, same thing. You had to respect Doke's shot outside because he was that original like stretch four, like an OG stretch four with like Kevin Love and all them that could actually be a big man but shoot from outside. But Giannis, granted, like I'm saying, you know, doesn't quite have that ability to shoot like those guys did. But I think his inside the paint game is a lot better. Do you actually think that Dirk is in the same relative space as Giannis as far as like the efficiency of scoring though? Uh I th- not in the paint. No. But if you told okay. if you told me, hey, from twelve foot out or from twelve to eighteen feet, this is where Oh, I'll give you Dirk, yeah. Hundred percent. Twelve yeah. to eighteen yeah. feet. Hundred percent. Or either ten to ten to eighteen feet. It's still giving you Dirk. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah, beyond, if you to come within ten feet, you better take Giannis, or you're yeah. out of your mind. That's I mean, what I'm saying. You, if you <laughs> if you ha- if you gave me like the elbow and kind of around the paint and all that, it that's where Dope thrives. Yeah, yeah, I give you Giannis that. backing down and getting inside like a foot inside the paint. Nobody can touch him. Yeah, even driving. I mean, once once he gets free space into the paint and elevates, you're not stopping. Yeah, I mean, you, you're just you gonna become a poster. Yeah. And I, and I mean, be, like, a poster on somebody's wall poster. Go, go ahead, <laughs> make a smart business decision, and get, get out, out of the way. way. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but anyways, what I was getting to, the Suns, you know, with DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker, they got Chris Paul as the uh, the granddad almost. And, uh, and you know, kind of the veteran that's that's kind of leading the way and going to show them the way and, and kind of the glue of the team that's bringing them really together, which is – been really successful this year. That's why they're the freaking two seed in the West. And now, you know, they're tied 2-2. Chris Paul takes a shoulder injury going into tonight's game. But they're tied 2-2. AD also gets hurt. So now LeBron doesn't have his sidekick. So it's basically the Young Bucks versus LeBron for the rest of this series. And uh, obviously in Phoenix, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens tonight. People are very quickly putting money on Phoenix as far as a, a gambling standpoint. They think Phoenix is going to take it tonight and then probably end up taking it for the series. And, and so my question for you guys. So was that was that game two that all the injuries went down? Hell, I think it was game one. Uh, or it might have been. No, you know what? You're right. It might have been the game two. Because I think, I think. With the Chris Paul body check to LeBron. Mr. 255-pound getting body checked about 170. I mean, come on, dude. Get out of here with that. Did did not uh, the LeBron injury, whatever you want to call it, have a code in the same same game as Chris Paul hurting his shoulder, correct? I think I actually think Chris Paul just hurt his shoulder, like for severely more worse. Well, I thought he took his last hard fall. Game. Yeah, I thought severely he took, more worse is a yeah, actual yeah. medical terminology. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. So, doctor of the year. You can find that in the medical encyclopedia, folks. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, Chris Paul actually, I mean, Chris Paul actually led the Suns in points in Game Four with 18. So yeah, I'm thinking in Game Two is where he took that original fall, and then a couple plays later is when he boxed out LeBron and LeBron. 
fell on his free throw. Yeah. And then hobbled over to where a scuffle encode and then fell over yeah. there too. Yeah. 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 That sounds about right. So, um, anyways, Chris Paul is possibly out for tonight. I haven't, I haven't seen whether he's actually out for tonight. AD is hundred percent definitely out for tonight. So LeBron without him and without, um, Caldwell Pope. So we'll see, you know, how that goes for him. But let's say LeBron, my point was, let's say LeBron James loses, right? Like, let's say the Lakers actually lose this series. Sorry, Lakers fans. Sorry, LeBron fans. Um, but let's say they actually lose this series, right? LeBron going into next year, you know, possibly going to be able to get a couple of assets, but I don't know that they're going to be able to really change the landscape of the team with it's still going to have to be LeBron AD and then whoever else. Immediate, yeah. Uh, a, a mediocre person. It's not going to be, you know, they're not going to go get Giannis or well, Giannis is already signed. But either way, they're not going to go get like Giannis or you know they're somebody. Not, they're not going to be able to go get that premier that point third guard. superstar. Yeah, that yeah. premier point yeah. guard or shooting guard or whatever it yeah. is. That they so need. LeBron James um, will will turn thirty seven at the end of this year. If he doesn't win this year, is he ever going to win another championship? I think he will. He'll 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 um it would be tough. He'll chase that ring. He'll go to some team for a year. A, a year less money or something like that. Cuz if I'm remembering right, he's going this is year 3 of a 4-year contract with the Lakers. So he'll have next year and then if they can't get him the help that he needs, probably he's a free he, agent. He leaves at 38 to go. And I think I think there would be a team out there willing to pay him Maybe not, you know, superstar status money, but something good enough to interest him in coming to be this veteran presence to to say like to a Suns team that could then push for a championship and you could go and get Oh, oh so if you, he pulls the he pulls the Kevin Durant, and if they beat him, he goes and joins them. Some, yeah, but either way, <laughs> maybe not the Sun, but like they, they, that young that young squad that could make a good playoff push, he would go and join something like that for a little less money. Okay. To then go and get that elusive, what would be four? He has four now. He has so one with Cleveland, thing? one with Lakers, and two with Miami. So he wouldn't, yeah, go need to go get his fifth. So, um, yeah, I mean. I could see it. I mean, you wouldn't. You might not be wrong. He might at thirty at thirty eight. But it, it, he but would come I out. I don't be, think he would stay. I don't think he would stay in the West. I could see him moving east to maybe like a Washington or something like that. Yeah, I mean, Russ is Russ and Bill gonna be too old at that point. I think. I think well, what you'd. I think what you'd see is LeBron would leave the Lakers to go to a team. That has, like you said, a DeAndre Ayton and a Devin Booker. Or oh, what about then, like that, a Pelicans with like? No, he's not going to go back to the whole squad. He just had traded. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah, what kind seriously. of stab in the back is that? Sorry, guys. <laughs> See ya. Uh, yeah. Hey, ball. Remember, uh, I told you to get the fuck out of L.A. Yeah. Yeah. Can I come to New Orleans? Yeah. You, so you let I me, mean, you let me have your spot in New Orleans. Yeah. Can I crash he, at your house if I find my house? He would probably, honestly. I mean, this is going to sound crazy, and if you're a Hawks fan, get wild with it, but. He would probably consider like a honestly with a Clint Capella, Trey Young, and yeah, you got Trey Young who's going to become an elite scorer. I mean, this guy is going to be—I don't want to say the next Steph Curry, but he's—he's going to be—he's going to be—he's going to be, oh, yeah, be, be, be this Clay Thompson without the defensive ability. Let's let's say that. Yeah, he'll be a he'll be a a 
top tier three point scorer. Yeah. And then, you know, you add LeBron with his probably he, he's still gonna be able to score twenty a game at thirty eight, probably, as long as everything stays completely hundred percent healthy to freaking blow an ACL or something. Who, um, who's the other big man down there though, other than Capella? I can't I, I don't remember. I mean it's it's Atlanta. There's they're not gonna make it past the second round. But you know, somewhere like a New York Knicks, which has got a lot of young talent, has got RJ Barrett, you know, that kind of that kind of group, or you know, Trey Young in Atlanta. I could see them, you know, getting some draft picks, pulling us pulling LeBron James and then, you know, going to get somebody or maybe Dallas. I mean, truth be told, maybe he goes and plays with Luca. KP, Luca, LeBron. I could I mean I wouldn't be you mad take at it. it. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> you would take it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's not gonna go back to Miami and play with Jimmy. He hates Jimmy Butler, so he's not gonna go back to Miami and play with Jimmy Butler and Victor Oladipo, but I mean, you, you really got to – yeah, I mean, you really got to think about it. So that was kind of my question. I was just out of curiosity, you know, at, at 37, you know, is LeBron done? Is he going to be able to get another championship? But, I mean, if we've learned – Will he it, retire at Cavalier? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'll do the whole day contract. I don't think – maybe – who knows? Maybe he goes – maybe he signs a two-year deal after when he, when he leaves Los Angeles – Plays till he's forty, and then at forty-one, he comes back and has a victory season with Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland's so bad; they're so they're so bad right now. Like, they they could just do whatever to to you know get tickets to have the one one season with uh, LeBron playing in there. But I mean, Collins. That's who I was thinking of. Oh, they got Zach Collins from uh, Gonzaga. No, no um, John Collins out of Wake Forest. No, man, I didn't. He was. You know. 6'10 guy plays power forward, but I think they man, they got Donato Gallinari. Man, it's been a long, it's been a it's been a downhill stretch for that guy. And John Collins is actually putting up 17 points and seven yeah, so rebounds. John a Collins game. is not a joke. That yeah, boy's good. 23 years old. So how old is Gallinari now? Probably 35. 32. Good <laughs> night. Man, things have really gone downhill for you, buddy. This dude was an elite well, – I don't want to say elite player. This dude was a pretty good player a couple years ago. So, um, Bogdanovich, but yeah, solid shooter too, though. So you could pretty much write it in the books. Brooklyn winning the first first series. So I think that's enough NBA talk for us for tonight. But it was kind of good. We haven't covered NBA for a couple of weeks, so we probably need to talk about it a little bit. But, um, you know, you got some opinions of what we said. You, you want to tell us where LeBron's going after Let his, us know. his contract with the Lakers? Let us know. Uh, as always, feel free to comment and uh, subscribe. Make sure you get the notifications for our videos. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we're not wrapping it up for the night. We've got a couple more topics. And another we got beer one more to beer. Do. Yeah, we got one more beer to do. I'll go get it, get it out. We'll do the beer next. But I uh, want to take a moment to take a pause and make sure everybody's subscribing to our uh, YouTube channel. So, And uh, as always, we appreciate your support. Oh, yeah. But like you said, let's um, – what is it? Be number two of the night? We'll be yeah, – We can break into that. So we do that. And then after that, what else do we have to talk about? What was it? Go- uh, the bear. What was it? A wild, wild Bramble by Southern Bale Brewing Company? Yeah, that's where that one's from, Southern Bale. Oh, boy. Y'all remember the last time we tried a Southern Barrel beer? We were, we were happy. We were pleased with it. Correct? If I'm remembering right? Yeah. So, beer number two for tonight. Uh, go ahead, Adam. What was it? The Wild Bramble. From Southern Bale Brewing Company, yeah, out of Bluffton, South Carolina. Yeah, Brewer styled whistle with raspberries and blackberries added. I had to do that accent. For I mean, that's that, fine that with me. Nice yeah, yeah, I thought it that. was pretty. I thought yeah. it was pretty on spot. spot honestly, Can you yeah. Tell me what a bramble is. What is a bramble? Yeah, 
Mm. I actually put the definition of it on the can for you. No, I can't, but I'm going to let you tell me. Okay. It is any rough, typically wild berries, tangled into a prickly shrub. This beer needs to make it into your cooler this summer, created by intentionally souring this Berliner Weiss style ale with lactobacillus in our kettle and then fermenting it with our house ale yeast. Say, active Achilles? Yeah. <laughs> Infusing this beer with fresh blackberry and raspberry gives it a very cool color and a puckering finish. Here's to you. Cheers. All right. Well, crack right. that thing open then. I'm cool with that. Whatever that word was. So, yes, Southern Barrel Brewing Tropical Goza was the uh, last Southern Barrel. So this has been... I mean, it's been like a like year. A rose. It's like a year and a half since we've had a Southern Barrel beer. But okay. bro, this can is full. Yeah, that's, that's what, what like. I'm talking get, about. This can is like, like I, it's out. not going back down in the can. It is coming out like it's like we no, are getting our that, money's worth. With that this thing can. was ready to explode. Like bro. there was no air in this can. There was positive fluid pressure, so like open it up, and it wasn't the CO two. I think it was just the liquid was like, oh, finally. Yeah. That is called getting your money's worth. Right there, all right. Guys. Now, all right, hold on. Why can we not get chips in bags like that? Yeah. Why can I not get a bag of chips with that many chips in it? Because they're going to want to I mean, make look, you I'm buy. Just like, I just like barely apply pressure on the can. You can see it like bubbling out. Bubbling out the top. All right. But yes, the Southern Goza, or the sorry, the Tropical Goza from Southern Barrel was our, for our podcast, if you followed us along the whole two years now, it was our first like holy grail beer. It was the first one where we were like close to the nines with it. So okay, okay. Um, it was it was the salty watermelon, pineapple, you know, tropical vibe going on. It was it was sea salt added. It was it was great. It was great. My bad. Totally just hit the wrong button. Yeah, yeah. Lightning's so. up too, not the mountain hurricane. Well, yeah. Oh well, probably not going to see the Kings win that one. Maybe. No, watch like watch Tampa just like literally like sweep them. Well, blow. that would be wild. Or blow a three-one. <laughs> as or wild as the, as wild as the berries in that beer. That was really good, actually. Sweet tarts. Yes, sweet that's tarts. what you. Yes. Like, right, <laughs> yeah, sweet tarts. I mean, the first. I'm sure you can look on the video when I first took that first pull. You can almost kind of see my jaw like lock up. Yeah, and and this is not. This is not like a sour though. This is it's not a sour, but the first little pull for me did. Yeah, take it's just that way. it's just it's the berries that they chose to put in this. Oh beer yeah, yeah. it's give it a little bit of tartness. Yeah, say so the the berries themselves are tart. I like God, it. Dang um, man, I wish the berries were a little bit stronger. I'm a big fan of like blackberry and raspberry stuff like that. Ooh, um, you in the you in those pies and cobblers? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I'm you, you all that. you all about oh, them? Yeah. You all about them pies and cobblers? Yeah, that's really good. Wow. You're going to steal Chris's last sip. <laughs> I took one little sip. I got like a fourth of a can left. 4.5% alcohol by volume. But yeah, if you did like a. But I'll tell you what. Bluffton, South Carolina got them a brewery, boy. Well, I, well I, what is a. Uh, well, if you did like the uh, the Welch's like fruit snacks, like just the berry ones, like the, the red and purple berry. Yeah. Ones, yeah. And if you added like if you added a tightness to it, that's what I'm getting. Man, dude, that's really good. <laughs> this is very good. This is I, a I good. Like this is a very good summertime beer. Like I could sit on a boat and drink this, no problem. I want that at family get-togethers, man. Like I, I, I need that for when I'm eating. Like when we eating some kind of pie around the house. So yeah. like, 
Um, wow. Fourth of July. That's a Fourth of July beer. Yeah. Yeah. And again, with it being only a four point five, it's not gonna hit sit heavy on you. You could drink multiple of them, feel fine throughout the day. Yeah, I mean, you're you're three, you're you you're know, four beers deep, and you're like, holy, like, yeah. Where did where did four of them go? Yeah. Not yeah. that you're gonna be hammered or you're staying up feeling drunk. You're just no, gonna I be mean, like, how that how have I already finished four of these? Wow. That's my only thing is like I would love to get a six pack of these. But, but I'd you know, like be on the lake through. or something. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd grab like the last one and be like, oh damn it! Like <laughs> I've, been yeah. on the, I've been on the lake for like an hour. Where's my, yeah, yeah. Where did my beers All go? Six are gone, and I've been here for like an hour and a half. Yeah. What the hell, dude? I'm I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm I'm excited like how this brewery is not, but I don't know, maybe two and a half hours at the it's most. Like, yeah, it's like three hours. I mean, yeah. um, I gotta. I gotta take I would a little make, trip I would down make there. A, I say I would make a trip down to Boston and make head. a trip, man. I gotta take a little trip down there. We gotta we, we gotta play see some in person we with play this. Play some golf. Go to go to Southern Bell. Go to what is it? One Hot Mama's. Barbecue? One Hot Mama's Barbecue in Hilton Head, baby. Ooh, and we make auto stops. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. So, um, make all those stops down there. Oh, give me one more pull. All right, it's pretty much gonna be like the last pull. Yeah. I'm gonna go seven seven. I'm I'm trying to decide whether it's in the eights or not. No, yeah, that's like an that's an eight three. Eight three. I would I would get that without a doubt. God man, I just eight three. So did you get this from did you get this one from like Wico or did you get this? Yeah, one? that's part of the Wico package. Okay. Um woo. Like this would just be so much better on draft. Oh, I know. I like I I remember, I remember that I think I gave the tropical goes on eight seven, because it was it was and it's still better than this beer, so I got to give this one like an eight one. I okay. think I think there's a point six difference between <laughs> these beers, but man, it is is Southern Barrel's got it, man. They're doing like, it right. Doing it right. Southern Southern Barrel got some things going on where you're putting it in the can, and we're gonna have to decide. We're got to go down and see what's on tap. Yeah, they're doing so, good. They're doing really, really good. Um, yeah, if you're in South Carolina and you're watching this video, Southern Barrel in Bluffton is uh, it's, it's it's awesome. It is. If awesome. you're in the area, it's worth it. It's worth the 30 minute drive, hour drive, whatever area you're in. If you're close to it, that it's worth it. So, just a great. I mean, just a great development of berries in that um, smoothness, a little bit of tartness, easy drinking, flowing summer beer. I mean. What do they say in the can? This has got to be in your cooler. That would they? Yeah, this, yeah. This can needs to be in your cooler. Yeah, they're not wrong. I mean, that that's a marketing. And they put it what in all caps needs to be. I think didn't they add them? Um, right there under the definition. I can see it from here. I can't <laughs> see. I can't actually read the word. It just pushes his head a little bit closer. If he gets a little bit closer, oh, yeah. here, this uh, beer uh, needs to make it into your needs cooler. Needs in all caps. That's yeah. Way too long. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I was I was looking down at the bottom, thinking it went down there. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no. It just said, yeah, this beer needs to make it into your cooler. This yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty. I, I agree mean, with. That. I think they're it's pretty spot beer. on. So great beer it needs to be in your cooler. Um, but yeah, I mean, easy drinking, right on spot with the berries that they're talking about. Tart but not sour. That, that was a good, yeah, summertime beer, man. That was that was fantastic. Beer. So good yeah, job, beer, Southern Bay. Very happy with that one. Yeah. Anything else I want to add to it? No, I'm good. All right, so eight one. Seven seven eight, eight three eight three. So yep. and that's another beer review. Southern Barrels. What was Bl the exact name of it? Southern. Oh, Wild. 
Bramble. Wild, Wild Bramble. Bramble. So brought to you by the Beer Bacon and Bush Podcast. <laughs> yeah. As always, make sure you're subscribing. Uh, get your notifications. Follow us on Instagram and catch us next time. Dude, we've got a uh, live raspberry and blackberries growing in the street down here. I know where you chuck park? Yeah. yeah. Did you put them down there? No, but I just know they're there because me and Andrew were doing something over there. And I saw a whole bunch of them like just growing. Well, wild berries and blackberries? Is that what you're doing? Blackberries and raspberries, yeah. Okay. Oh, I was okay. uh when we were doing workout in like Gilbert off of like Peach Festival, there's some wild uh blackberries like growing along like a fence in a pasture. And so midday snack, we went and picked us a couple and yeah. had some wild blackberries on the side of the road while we were working. Yeah, I would have laughed so hard if it if it wasn't like blackberries, it was just freaking like some kind of poison no, berries. No, I think almost anything else that's not like close that's like, like poisonous. Yeah, poisonous blackberry. Good thing that was Empty? It's not quite Ish. empty. It's got like a little 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 pull to it left. But um all right, well, hold on, let's get this. Wait, so I guess last thing to cover tonight. Coming out of the great I'm pretty sure it's California. Yeah, I mean try try and look it up. Obviously, yeah, y'all have your phones. Yeah, obviously we're gonna we're also gonna put the video in the in the video so that you know people understand what we're talking about. So, so you're, gonna, you're gonna need to play the audio, but I definitely saw this video first off of like TikTok. But I don't have TikTok, so I have. So I that's know. that's where I definitely saw it first. It is a TikTok video. You are. And right. then now that you've you know tagged us in it on Twitter, I'm looking through the Twitter feed. Oh, also that girl's apparently only 17 years old in this video. I mean, I don't, I don't care if she's 45. I think fighting a bear is pretty dang awesome. So yeah, either way, it's like I guess like a home security photo or video. And it's like a bear and her two cubs are like crawling along the barrier wall between this house that the camera's attached to, the neighbor's house. And I guess the dogs are outside or either run outside and we're we're gonna play the video yeah. by the way. You don't have to okay. describe it play by play. So But either way, one run outside, gets yapping at the bear. The bear, of course, takes the strikes at the dogs. Next thing here comes the girl running out the house. Freaking gives it the good old shove off the <laughs> she, wall. Stiff on the whole, she the whole bodies this. She bodies the bear. Like, all right. So play the play the audio so that we can play the video below, and and then we'll we'll recap it. It is in California. Dude. It's all over the news there. Okay. I don't think while we are playing the audio, everybody's just gonna hear this. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, I mean that's true. That's true. Yeah, so, so either way, but yeah, gives us like like your bull Russian alignment, hits it square in the pads in between the chest, shoves it off the wall. Yeah. Well, so Alex mentioned she that it suffered isn't. a sprained finger, scraped her knee, but that was it. <laughs> sprained finger, yeah, because she jammed it in <laughs> that bear's throat. <laughs> yeah, she get it. The, uh, <laughs> hit that thing in the umbrella. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's freaking throat chop, the illegal throat chop that's no longer a thing in the NFL. She hit the bear with it. No, not Drew. Oh my God. The Jejunum. Uh, the Jejunum. The Jejunum. The the so, yeah. Make up. Hit the bear right in that. And the I only mean, this, scraped this the news station might have the actual video audio. Okay. But okay. just whatever. I mean, we're pretty sure we're going to have the video in there. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll have the video down below. So, but I mean, Alex mentioned it's, it is in, it is in California. So, um, I mean, I'm just saying, 
it takes some some kahunas oh to, yeah absolutely running at a i don't know if it's full grown but that's you a know, mama no that's a mama that's a, bear that's with a two well cubs. that's a well-sized bear that's a, that's a mama bear with two cubs yeah i mean like she, you see the cubs kind of run off in the background like off the off the wall and it's stand there to like defend her ground i guess like lady you have seven dogs if one of them gets Bro, eaten by the bear today. Did it really? Yes, it's oh, like, today, June first. Oh, okay. Hey, real time news coverage coming right at you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but dude, I mean, I it takes. It. I don't know. I may have seen it earlier today than like. I I mean, I saw TikTok. it at like four o'clock. Yeah, I may but, have seen it like this morning then on TikTok um, scrolling through. But all in all, I mean, it takes some kahunas to go at a bear. Oh yeah. And I mean. In a neighborhood, you got like, like seven dogs. If if one gets eaten by the bear, well, and it's you, not like none of these dogs are like big enough to actually do anything. I mean, one, the black the black dog the black dog had a chance. One of them is a pit bull. I can clearly see right here. But like the other thing's like a chihuahua. Dog, yeah. Like the other thing looks like it can get picked up by he, a hawk. He picked up the chihuahua. He swat. Yeah, he swat. Like I, I, he like scooped the thing up almost. I think he actually like scoops up the chihuahua a little bit, and when she shoves him, like he lets it go or shoves the mama bear with her. Sorry, but either but, either way, this. Like you're saying, the black dog is the only one that even remotely may have even had a thought at a chance. The other three or four, whatever, ran out there, that would be play toys for the Cubs. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, one of those could get picked up by a bird and carried off. Yeah, I mean, it takes some kahunas to go body a bear. But yeah, yeah. But absolutely. I also want to like, I also personally want to feel like I would do that for Captain. But it, like, I say, no, this video also has like the same energy. Clearly, maybe not as dangerous, but of like the guy that boxes the kangaroo. Goes the alligator. No, oh, okay. no, boxes the kangaroo. Boxes the kangaroo. Yeah. Like punching and, <laughs> punching and kicking his dogs. Yeah, because yeah. Like, it's got one of the dogs in like a headlock, and he straight up runs up to like squares up with like hits it with like a white jab. Perfect boxer stance. Right hook. Something. And, like, jaws the kangaroo, and the kangaroo kind of like jumbles and like looks at him. And the dude's like, what? And then runs away. Yeah, the kangaroo runs away, yeah. Well, I mean, the guy runs away because the, the dog runs away got... The, yeah, the dog got away, and the kangaroo looked at me. He was like, I think that's when that guy realized, like, I might get fucked up here. And <laughs> this, took off running. This kangaroo's ready. Yeah. <laughs> kangaroo Jack kangaroo plays no was, games. kangaroo just ate my right hook and then I, looked at me like, that's all you got? I thought you were referring to when the guy goes after the alligator well, yeah, for the chihuahua. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that too. I, like at that point, I've been like, "Hey, man, that was a nice life you had, wasn't it?" <laughs> so you wouldn't try and save your dog? Not if it's in the mouth of an alligator, nah, fam. <laughs> Especially in the water, nah. Okay. Not okay. when the dog's four. What about pounds. what about the bear? In that scenario, would you try and save your yeah, dog? Because the, the bear doesn't have a hold of my animal. I have a chance of doing what she does and like pushing the way. Like, there's a chance. Okay. This that alligator literally had the dog and you were fighting yeah. an alligator in its <laughs> in the water. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, dog. That dog was like four pounds. What about you? You're a dog hunter, so you, you got the you got the love for your pet. I, I mean, would have gone after it. I would have gone after the bear at least. And like pick something up and start throwing stuff at you guys. Like with bears, you gotta make yourself bigger, louder, and like I was just like screaming, throwing stuff at it and running at it. And the bear probably would have like freaked out Tried. a little bit and just ran away. But yeah. yeah. I would go after it. I'd go after my dogs. Somehow. The, the alligator. Mean, like it, it's even, like I said, if the bear was like after smoke, like I would still, I would try to do what I could. But at some point, 
there's a certain point you have to realize your own safety is more important. Yeah. yeah. Like, I can but get like that under- video of that guy fighting that alligator. I remember that gator that he fought also, I think, was only like three to four feet long. Yeah. Yeah. Which you can basically walk up behind that thing and like bear hug and pick that bad boy up. Like, yeah. hey, you're no longer on the water. There, Body you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that's a different, but. Bring a soup yeah, I don't, I, I, couldn't remember, I couldn't remember how big that gator was. Yeah, I mean, it it, so, clearly, I mean, so it clearly that, wasn't enough for that guy to actually so, I mean, that guy be, come up behind and, like, try to shawl yeah. up and yeah. everything. Okay, yeah. so in that case, yeah, that's a different story. But if a 10-foot alligator grabs Smokey, Smokey don't stand a chance. No, it's not like one of those things. Copper, once that, copper once that, that gator did that, your dog most likely got a fatal injury anyway. Yeah, so yeah. Like, copper and deuce wouldn't have a chance of a 10-foot gator Most grabbing. dogs wouldn't. Yeah. No. Yeah. Captain but, might. But, <laughs> Captain, Captain, Captain go, might just go sniff it just because. You know, <laughs> <laughs> try to make friends with it first. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't I, know. Three, three, four, three foot, four foot alligator. Yeah, I probably try to fight it for Smokey. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you were you were sounding clearly not a dog owner over here. It sounded sounded a little heartless, like he wasn't gonna go save his dogs. But I mean, but like you said, I I respect it. A ten foot alligator. You know, it, got him in the chomps. You're in the water. You're under the water. Yeah. See you later. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's at some yeah. point you got to think like me saving my animal. What did I? What What is my animal going to look like after yeah. if it if it comes out of this alive? Yeah, yeah. What kind of quality of life is my animal going to have? Yeah, we don't have to go that deep yeah. into it. It was just but it was still, just curiosity. Yeah. So, but to the lady in California that bodied the bear, awesome. You made our day. Yeah. You made our that day. Was awesome. Really awesome. cool video. So, could uh, yeah, superwoman. Should get, uh, get some kind of public service award. I don't know who you need to talk to about that in California, but yeah, try good, to make that luck. happen. Yeah, you get the you get the beer bacon bros bro of the day award. That's <laughs> yeah. we just made that up on the fly, but we'll give it out to you. So yeah. um it's a little stash if you can create a little gold star ribbon award. We'll <laughs> yeah, yeah, just her. put it in that put it in that corner over there. So um well yeah, I mean that's all I had for this week. Anything anything else? That's all I got. Yeah, that's so got. another great show. Um thanks for those that uh they listened in and obviously those that are watching our videos on YouTube, we appreciate it. Make sure you're subscribing, make sure you're following us on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Make and, sure you can watch all the other videos from this episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if you got something you want us to talk about, as always comment on it, or if uh, we said something or did something stupid, feel free to let us know. So. All right. Y'all have a good one. Yeah. Till next time. All right. Later. And here we go again with the technical difficulties. <laughs>